Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America. And enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! Let's get it. Mike Sempervivi here with you for an hour talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. Actually, there's not going to be any coverage of mixed martial arts today. Not a lick of it. Not even a little bit of it, unless you mean... Endeavor's purchase of WWE. Having all sorts of technical issues right now, if you can't already tell. We'll get the video sorted out here shortly, but tune in. iHeart American Forces Radio, SportsByline.com, over the area affiliates like KMAV and 99 KMSR podcast, replay on SiriusXM, video streaming on Twitch or YouTube. However you're joining me today, I'd just like to say thank you. And hopefully wherever you are, it's sunny outside. And even if it's not, I hope it's sunny inside your mind. It is certainly sunny inside the pocketbooks of investors. I I, I would assume at least inside their minds when it comes to Endeavor's purchase of WWE. What a weekend. (laughs) It really was just an absolutely insane weekend with this cherry on the top of the Sunday. Finally, WWE is sold. There was a lot of talk about it for quite some time in December when Vince McMahon began to force his way back into the company. Once that happened, all of the hullabaloo centered around Is Vince really trying to sell, or is he just trying to force his way back into the company? The answer seems to be both. (laughs) And after a lot of speculation, after a lot of denials, including from Ari Emanuel and Endeavor, it is the Endeavor Group, the parent company of the Ultimate Fighting Championships, which is buying WWE and will be spun off in its own new company that will be public on the New York Stock Exchange. Have filthy Tom Lawler joining me after the break to talk about his weekend WrestleMania and his thoughts on the sale. And Dave Meltzer will be joining us after the to begin the second segment to give us all the up-to-date information. Get these technical issues sorted and we'll be back, Wrestling Observer Live.
Back on the show, Mike Semper, VV here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. You know we do this show for an hour at a time every single day, but if you want us 24-7, you can find us on Twitter. I am at SemperVV. My co-host is at Filthy Tom Lawler. The timeline for this show is at W-O-N-F-4-W, and the broadcaster is at Sports Byline USA. If you love pro wrestling, at MidAtlanticPod or Patreon.com slash podcast and after an opening like that let's just get right to it got my red bull ready to go filthy have you drank in a way some of your pain from this weekend i'm not in a whole ton of physical pain it's more emotional pain mike after going oh and four and now today having this huge news break where my former employer has seemingly purchased the biggest player in the current space of which I am employed. So quite a newsworthy weekend. Uh, today there will be no Filthy Four Daily because the boss man is in the air, I believe. And uh, with him gone, it, I feel great that I can step in and we can keep the synergy going in the Wrestling Observer flywheel. Yes, we've discovered a new buzzword. Flywheel. Do you know what that means? Well, in I, I believe it's the same thing as wheelhouse. Oh. Uh, however, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what Ari Emanuel was talking about. I don't know what Vince McMahon was talking about. Uh, he did, however, call himself a visionary at one point during the CNBC interview, uh, which I'm sure many sound bites will be played of. And a lot of people will talk about the CNBC interview. He goes, well, I knew what the price was going to be. I'm a visionary. And the host goes, well, you got the number right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's just, uh, we might as well get right into it. The biggest news of the day in, in fact, one of the biggest, Possibly new stories in the history of professional wrestling. For the first time in 70 years, a McMahon will not run a wrestling promotion after months of speculation. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Vince McMahon, word came out in the Wall Street Journal in December that he was looking to get back into the company in January. He made all of the moves that he needed to make to firmly put in place put himself back into place into the company with the under the guise of we are going to sell the company. And there were many people that were quite skeptical of that, just thinking that he was doing this to kind of push himself back into control. But they did take on groups like I believe it was Eli Lilly and some other uh, groups that would help facilitate a sale. So obviously something was up, and now we know what that thing was, which is Endeavor, who owns the UFC, now taking over WWE and plans on merging uh, if the sale goes through, because again, there are regulators that this has to go through. There are stockholders for both Endeavor and WWE, uh, that this has to go through. But once it happens, if it happens, Endeavor will control 51% of the new stock that is created, which just features UFC and WWE. 
with the current WWE stockholders holding the remaining 49% share. News of all this broke only hours before WrestleMania was supposed to night two, supposed to start up on Sunday. This morning on CNBC, both Endeavor Chief Ari Emanuel and WWE Chairman Vince McMahon reporter Scott Wapner in an interview that was taped on Sunday at SoFi Stadium where WrestleMania was being held and he asked Vince about uh, other suitors uh, being involved and Vince pointed to the 20 plus year relationship that he had with Ari Emanuel and said that he this is totally different than any working with anybody else. Wapner followed up by asking McMahon why he felt the time was right to sell right now. And long story short, he feels as though they have not taken all of the value they can out of the marketplace and plans on doing that as part of this deal. When asked about Endeavor's purchase price of $3.9 billion being uh, reported, despite WWE's actual market cap value being an estimated $6.24 billion, uh, Ari Emanuel uh, stated that he believes that there is a lot of money still left on the table, both as part of the UFC and WWE, and believes that they can maximize everything even further. Uh, right now, WWE stock price, the last time I checked, was down actually $4.60 to 86 .60. 66 a share. Endeavors was also down nearly two dollars to about twenty-two thirty-seven a share. So closing the interview, Wapner asked McMahon what he believed his legacy would be and if he has any regrets following the revealings of his sexual misconduct allegations and the several non-disclosure agreements and legal settlements that have been made. And Vince, and it's up on the main page. Uh, Josh Nason has a, the story posted up with a lot of the comments out of the CNBC story. But Vince said, quote, I have made mistakes, obviously, personally and professionally throughout my 30 year, 50 year career. I have owned up to every single one of them and then moved on. I'm not sure on the legacy stuff. I'm not going to write it. And that uh, had to do with the fact that Vince's intellectual property, the story of his life and everything about him remains with him for perpetuity. Ari Emanuel would chime in saying that he felt as though it was only fair with everything that Vince has done as a visionary that he would be the one to hold his own legacy in his hands and tell the story as he wishes. So, filthy? $3.9 billion for WWE. UFC joined together now in one new group. This opens up a ton of questions uh, from creative, which everybody says will, will not be touched. Vince says he, he no longer wants to get in the weeds, pal. And, you know, that, that's for Triple H to do. Of course, he said he didn't want to get in the weeds anymore way back when he had Eric Bischoff and, uh, Paul Heyman supposedly in charge of both Raw and SmackDown. And we saw how long that lasted for. But Vince, uh, in the company, but technically not owning WWE. I guess, what are your thoughts on this? And, and frankly, the, the whole story here as it evolved this weekend. Honestly, it's remarkable when I think about it and think about my early days watching the UFC, watching it grow since the early 90s, and now in a position where it's merging, I guess would be the best way to put it, 
with the WWE. Uh, I don't know that this is the best news for wrestlers, for fighters, for employees of these organizations. That remains to be seen. But undoubtedly, it has to be what is best for business for these companies, Mike. Um, they mentioned in the interview, Ari Emanuel, the second most powerful Emanuel in the entertainment world, mentioned uh, that the UFC has tripled its value over time. And when I look at some of the graphs, some of the data, you know, the, the WWE actually brought in more revenue than the UFC did last year. Um, I believe the UFC brings in more ad revenue than WWE does currently. And if you can imagine any of the companies out there who previously didn't want to do business with the UFC because they looked down upon it. And now with Endeavor behind them, they've kind of changed their tune. And, you know, this opens up the door for that same thing to happen with WWE. And already over WrestleMania, there was product placement everywhere. And I can't imagine that we're going to, you know, see that go by the wayside. I think there's going to be, you know, more things brought into that flywheel. <laughs> and we're going to see you more action across the board for both companies. In the radio business, there's something called a time wheel, and we just bumped right into it. So it's time to go to a commercial. Filthy will be joining me back a little bit later on. Coming up next, Dave Meltzer, editor of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, to talk all about this and the rest of WrestleMania weekend when we get back from break. Wrestling Observer Live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dad. <laughs> okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Back on the show, Mike Semper, VB here with you, along with filthy Tom Lawler filling in for the big boss man, Brian Alvarez, who will be joining us again tomorrow on this show. But if you can't wait that long, Wrestling Observer Radio tonight after Raw, Brian and Dave Meltzer will get back into talking about everything taking place. And there is a little bit. And in fact, Dave is joining us right now. Dave, <laughs> I, I tell you what, one of the more amazing things to me with all of the stuff that's gone on, and I know it's probably a small thing to the business world, but 70 years is now, after 70 years, we're finally going to have a McMahon that is not fully in control of a professional wrestling company. That's true, but it's not as much as it possibly a lot of people thought would it end up in the sense that he's... He's not fully in control, but he's still in, uh, incredibly powerful in it. And will, you know, he and Ari Emanuel will be the people who are in charge of the company. And, um, you know, I mean, like, look, a couple months ago, we were told, hey, he's only there to facilitate a sale and he's not going to ha- do anything else. And now he's pretty much in control of the company again. I mean, Ari Emanuel, of course, will oversee him. But in the, in the big picture, Ari Emanuel basically said, look, Vince knows wrestling, and you know if we have a disagreement and Vince doesn't want to do something, it's not going to happen. During his investors' call for Endeavor, he did not show his hand to show any interest in possibly purchasing WWE. We have heard many names bandied about from Liberty Media to the Saudi government to everyone in between, and it didn't seem like Endeavor they seem to start getting pushed down a little bit when people started speculating on other possible uh, contenders for the sale. To your knowledge, how long has this been going on for, and has it heated up in the last really week or two weeks, as CNBC's David Faber seemed to indicate last week? I think it's heated up in the last week, from what I understand. As far as I think that they were always in the game, it was a sleight of hand. I mean, he kept saying that we're not going to buy it, and technically they didn't buy it. You know, it was a merger. Um, so, and they weren't going to, and the big thing is we're not going to incur new debt, and it's not any new debt. They are not, you know, just to, to um, you know, if, not to be, you know, people are, I think are maybe misled the idea that Endeavor just paid $9.3 million for the ownership of WWE, and that's not what happened. Endeavor, it 
merged UFC with WWE, formed a new company. The new company is going to go on the stock market, and the WWE shareholders will own 49%. So there was, there is some cash that is changing hands in some ways, and the shareholders will be getting some money. But essentially, it is not a buy, and it is not a large amount of money at all that's changing hands. And the idea is, from the Vince standpoint, is that the combination company will be worth so much more than the individual company, so therefore his stock and the other shareholder stock will be higher, and the growth of the companies through working together will enable both companies to grow and you know promote on each other's shows and uh, you know get each other's fan base into the other one in, potentially that type of a thing is what they're looking at. Russell Nomics Brandon Thurston pointed out a made a very good point today when he was discussing the slides that were released and WWE having 1.3 billion dollars in revenue and that is uh, $200,000, uh, sorry, $2 million higher than what UFC has reportedly made. And he yes. did point out that that is really a rarity because of the way the company is set up and it not being public. We actually had no real indication on what their true profits were. UFC, I mean, we had an indication, but, um, the, the, um, EBITDA was higher because what, what, um, you know, the UFC would be part of the Endeavor family. And so they were vague in in specifics although they did talk about endeavor sports which was ufc and pbr which is mostly ufc but the ufc um ebitda was a 628 million last year um on 1.1 billion in in revenue so their profit margin is gigantic and that's why they um got the 51 percent and WWE get the 49 percent because they're a more profitable company it's endeavor it's not UFC. It's Endeavor will own 51% of this, and WWE will own 49% of this new company, um, Endeavor, you know, which might maybe call, may called TKO. That's what, yeah, they, they announced at least the, the listing, uh, the, the, the listing yeah. would be TKO. Uh, it seems to be Endeavor, if you're an Endeavor stockholder, this is probably good for you because it is taking debt, and it is basically now spreading it out over two new groups. So if you're right. only a Endeavor shareholder, you're pretty much you're you're probably pretty pleased with this and their whatever their core they you consider their core business. When it comes to WWE stock, it's taken a little bit of a hit. There was it took a hit in overnight trading, and it has stayed not down major. It's only down about five dollars a share, but. It is a little surprising that with all of this hullabaloo going around and now the talk of a sale that the the stock has not actually risen at all. Does that could that possibly have anything to do with the fact that Vince McMahon is going to be involved and there are people from the outside that are looking at this going, you know, we're not real sure about this. I think it's more the idea of buy on speculation and sell on results. And now it's like we know what it is. And I think that there was that idea that if we buy this stock at 90 and it sells for and, and they sell it and it's 110, we're going to get a $20 million profit. In it. And that's not the case. There is no profit. It's based on, you know, what the new company down the line is worth. Um, and, you know, yeah, like right now, the immediate stockholder reaction has been slightly negative towards this because I think they were expecting, you know, yes, we're going to cash out, but we're going to get all kinds of money. And now it's like, well, potentially, if the new company stock, you know, is valued far more, um, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll get you'll, your stock will be worth more. Um, but that's based on potential. That's not like something that's going to happen 
um, this week or next week or the, in this by the summer. That's something that's going to happen when it's listed, and then when the new thing is listed, what will it be? And they're you know trying to say that it should be worth twenty one point three billion, but that's you know which is way way more than either would be combined in theory. But you know we'll see. It's all up to uh, you know I mean you have UFC's profitability is just gigantic. And, and WWE's is as well, but UFC's even more so. So the idea is, is from a WWE stockholder standpoint, you're adding value from a company that's even more profitable than the one you own. So therefore, your stock should be more valuable in theory. But um, obviously, the stock market today results don't say that. But, you know, this is a long stock market thing is a long term thing. I mean, it's really. It's really something that we should look at at the, you know, like the latter part of this year, and then we'll see is like, you know, did this work out or not? But it's interesting that Vince took this deal rather than the big cash, which he could have gotten from somebody. That's, in theory, we don't we, we don't even know that 100%, but in theory. Well, because in theory, you would figure, okay, if the Saudi investment fund, right. you know, that would be the one. And a lot of people were thinking that it would go in that direction because of what the Wall Street Journal reported in December, which was Vince McMahon's feelings that if he would have stayed on, he could have survived everything that happened, every well, NDA, all of that sort of stuff. And a lot of people looked at the Saudis and went, okay, that's probably a good home because you won't have to worry about it. There is people. There are people that would look with a negative eye at Ari Emanuel going, well, nothing happened with Dana White, and we know how that situation yeah. turned itself out. We do know that he has turned the other way now on not doing business business with Saudi Arabia because WWE already has existing business with yes. Saudi Arabia, so it's a way to look the other way. Realistically, was this the best possible outcome for Vince McMahon as far as maintaining control and being able to keep himself in a bubble? Um, we don't know because we don't know all the other offers. We don't know what the, the you know what the Saudi offer was. I think the idea is that it, that there would be some um, a black mark on the company, perhaps in growth in certain parts of the world, including the United States, with the taint of Saudi Arabia being the owners, and there is no taint with with Ari being the owners. So you don't have that potential negativity. But, I mean, as far as getting big cash for Vince at the moment, yes, it, it probably would have been better. And he would have been, I think either way, he's pretty much insulated. Like, whatever he did, everyone knows what he did, and they're, you know, the decision is, is that he's more valuable um, and they're not going to look, they didn't do anything with Dana and, and the Vince thing, obviously, they're not going to do anything with Vince when it comes to that aspect of it, that perhaps it could end Vince's career. And and in many ways, you know, he's 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 stronger than ever because now he's number two guy in a company that is, that is so much bigger than the company he had before. You know, I mean, he's you know, he's part of, you know, I mean, I guess technically, you know, part owner of UFC now, too. You know, I mean, uh, you know, his, his his stock would be part of UFC stock. So, um, you know, he is, you know, I mean, he's 19% owner of this new company, and UFC is part of this new company, so he's a major UFC stockholder. We've heard a, a all-hands-on-deck meeting at 4 p.m. where all of this stuff will be discussed, and we'll certainly, you know, you'll talk about it on Twitter and on the site, and certainly with Brian this afternoon, any results that we hear coming from that what is the honestly when it gets right down to it even though he says he's not going to be in the weeds when it comes to creative is there a feeling that he is going to continue to 
push down pressure from the top, let's say, even though he's not going to be in grill all the time? I don't think that, you know, it's like it's like it doesn't need to be in the weeds. I mean, he's going to be involved in every major decision. I mean, that's, you know, is he going to be involved in who wins between Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler in a match on Monday night? He doesn't have to be. And it's it, he, and he really, at this stage of the game, he shouldn't be. Is he going to be involved in the decision on who wins between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes? Yes, of course. Dave, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show today. And everybody out there, WrestlingObserver.com tonight for subscribers. Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave and Brian will go through all of the news of the day. And stay tuned to WONF4W on Twitter and the front page of WrestlingObserver.com for any breaking news. Dave, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Filthy Tom Lawler will be joining Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi and Filthy Tom Lawler here with you, Wrestling Observer Live. We made it 40 minutes into a show post-WrestleMania where we have not spoken about WrestleMania damn time. Filthy, they gave everybody what they wanted on night one. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, defeat the Usos, win the World Tag Team Championship, Show up on the Today Show today. And then Cody Rhodes loses in his attempt to finish the story because Roman Reigns' story has not finished yet. What did you think about the decision to keep the title on Cody Rhodes or keep the title on Roman Reigns? Guys, what do you want to talk about? We should talk about the fact that Cody Rhodes should be 
the undisputed universal champion right now. I cannot believe they didn't pull the trigger. I was baffled, baffled. And what's even worse is if you want to make a case that Roman Reigns should still be the champion, maybe he's going to go on some historic reign. Maybe he's going to be the champion for the next six years. That finish was beyond lame. Solo Sokoa was booted out there minutes ago. He comes back in from the crowd in a hoodie, hits one thumb strike to the throat of Cody Rhodes, who's withstood all of Roman Reigns, the unbeatable Roman Reigns offense up to that point. He takes one thumb to the throat, gets the spear, and he's finished. I could not believe my eyes. <clears throat> if Sami Zayn wasn't going to be the guy, if Cody Rhodes isn't going to be the guy, who is left? Who's left? The only guy I can think of is a guy they don't have under contract, and that's Oleg Bolton, the best professional wrestler in the world. But I'm he's not under that. contract with the WWE. Mm, yeah, so he could be, be lent over, I guess. It, it, I don't know where you go from here. I don't know where Cody goes tonight. Apparently, he's got a mystery partner. Is that is that really the case, or is Twitter deceiving me once again? Well, let me ask you this question. Is the person Reigns on the main roster right, right now? In your opinion, with what they've done with this, Roman Reigns in the press conference talked about it being in the third inning, and they are obviously what? They have some sort of plan when it comes to because he ain't making fast food. See, Tom, this is, this is filet mignon that they're making here. Hold it's going to take time. So could we not even see the person that is going to defeat him on the main roster? I hope we're playing under 2023 rules here in baseball and there's a pitch clock going. Because if we're only in the third inning, I don't know if this story is going to be done by the time my life uh, on this planet is finished. You know what I mean? This could be going on forever. Somebody who's not on the roster, what are you, did, it, did, did they just sign uh what did they sign? One of Rikishi's kids? Again, well, who did I mean, they just as, sign? Well, as far as being on the main roster right now, because a lot of people are saying, well, Jey Uso, or maybe they'll go to Sammy. Cody's got to continue to to build, climb up that mountain again. Or is it somebody in NXT or not even there right now? I don't see anybody in NXT that you could make a case for being at a higher level, being more over, being more ready than President Cody Rhodes was last night to win that belt. I, I I can't believe it. I thought it was time. You know, I thought it was time. You went through Drew McIntyre, Clash at the Castle. That wasn't time then. Sami Zayn in Montreal. Okay, well, that's only a month away from Cody at WrestleMania. Seemed like it was, you know, everything was, was perfectly going down to that moment. And a lot of people, of course, now who are pro-Roman Reigns and pro this long storyline, they're saying, hey, continue to ride this out. It's been good the whole time, right? Okay, I'm I'm willing to take that ride with you, but what are you going to give me? And from what I saw last night, I think about the roster. I think about the fact that Braun Breaker is going to probably need some real time before he would come up and be that type of impact where he's going to be the one to knock off Roman Reigns. But Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre had possibly the best match of the entire weekend last night 
Gunther is undefeated. Gunther has held those titles now for what's it been? Nearly 300 days. Is he the guy? Is that something that you would want to build to? Because he is a believable guy. He has not been beaten. He is a huge guy who, again, matches up physically with Roman Reigns. I mean, it seems like, with the exception of the fact they're both on the heel side of the ledger, if anybody on the main roster would be that guy, it's him. But like you just mentioned, I mean, Gunther, traditional babyface in any way, in the the way the WWE has ever you know, booked people. Uh, I, I, I don't know what the end of this story is going to be, but I would assume that Roman Reigns is going to remain a heel. So I don't think that's the answer. Uh, like you said, Braun Breaker is going to come up and, and need some work on the main roster uh, before you thrust him into that position. But I don't necessarily think that he's the answer either. I think Cody was the answer. It was right in front of us. That's the problem. Not a baby face switchblade? Maybe not. <laughs> what came President, comes... Cody Ro- President Cody Rhodes is one of the best baby face characters <laughs> I have seen in my time watching wrestling in the modern era, for sure. When it comes down to the two days of WrestleMania, what did you think overall of everything? Because I thought night one on paper going in was going to be the weaker night, and it, I thought it kicked ass pretty much the entire way through. You can nitpick here and there. Okay, the women's match may have went too long or this or that, but in reality, I thought it was a, a damn good show. Obviously, in my opinion, night two, not as strong, but still overall, I thought it was, you know, again, taking what everybody's personal feelings are about the main event result out of the mix, it seemed like a pretty damn successful weekend. Yeah, wrong. The main event was a fantastic match up until the finish last night. But clearly, uh, the better of the two nights as far as a show and the flow of it and just the quality overall of the matches despite night two having that just awesome gunther sheamus and drew match uh and the unforgettable impromptu match between snoop dog and the miz uh night one definitely was one of the better wrestlemanias probably of all time um you know i guess you could really make a case that it was the best one night uh show that they've they've put together Rumors were flying that Linda McMahon was backstage last night. Nobody said anything about Shane McMahon, who came out for that match with The Miz. And unfortunately, like father, like son, tore his quadricep, although it wasn't just getting into the ring. He was trying to do a uh, trying to do a uh, leapfrog and then came down. And thank God Snoop was there to save the and actually had some poise in the situation. Surely he was being talked through everything, but I don't know if that was my favorite impromptu moment or was Finn Balor and the massive, massive cut on his head that opened up. And then they ran down and during a match, never heard or seen this one before, shot him up, closed it with staples so he could continue the match. It is a gnarly gnarly looking cut 
Um, remember that Theodore cut it was a years ago. He headbutted and they, they pulled it open on camera. I was like, oh, God, this made that look like a, a small paper cut, just a, a brutal shot after a, a ladder was thrown at him. But uh, have you ever <laughs> is have you ever seen that before in, in any in, in anything? I mean, fighting or sports or anything. I've never seen stitches or staples uh, administered right there on the field. No, I, I've i never seen that. Even in uh, Japan, in mixed martial arts, where a lot of times if somebody's bleeding, they will actually stop and treat the cuts uh, before they let it continue. And there's not it's not like they're going by blood time. They're just they're just going to fix that cut because it it looks unruly out there. Uh, even in those instances, I don't think I've ever heard of somebody getting stapled on the site. And you could you could see something was going on because uh, he started leaking blood and then he immediately cut away and never went back to him as edge you know walked around and edge did a great job of grabbing weapons and throwing them around and cheering the crowd up and and getting them on their feet as they were trying to figure out what to do and then you know the demon much to his credit really is out of this world came back and continued on like nothing had ever happened they finished the match and uh you know i mean it wasn't the best match on wrestlemania but that is certainly a spot I'll never forget. Can we stop, like, you know, referring to anybody in WWE as the undead or anything like that? I mean, in other promotions, you might be able to get away with it, but they were, like, hyping up the fact that nothing could stop this man. He's evil. There's nothing Edge can throw at him. Actually, there was something Edge could throw at him that would <laughs> stop him, and doctors would come out to to, to save, to, to make the save there. I mean, it was just absolutely ridiculous, also ridiculous, Brock Lesnar and Omos. Honestly, I thought with Bobby Lashley not having a match, we could see him come out and actually maybe trip Lesnar up or something like that to give Omos the victory and then send Brock on vacation for a while. But it was two big dudes just hammering each other. Not obviously like the triple threat, but it was Omos being Omos and Brock throwing him around, which was impressive looking. Yeah, if you've ever wanted to see a seven-foot Nigerian giant homo sapien get tossed around get taken to suplex city well this is the match for you there's not very many other men on this planet that could do what uh brock did to omas so in that way it was the perfect spectacle for wrestlemania rhea ripley got the win over charlotte flair bianca belair gets the win over oscar what a match between rhea and charlotte what a match that you know what they had the main event. I know there was a lot of bantering over what should be the main event, and I think both Rhea and Charlotte, as well as the Usos, Sammy and Kevin, just went okay. Let's both have the main event, and it was a incredible match. I could see why it, it could have been slotted into that position, although decision uh, there. But Rhea and Bianca are you know I don't want to shuffle Charlotte Flair out of this mix, but. They certainly are the flag bearers of WWE going forward. And with the reaction to Bianca's entrance being so universally loved, I think that's, you know, once again, that's another feather in her cap. Bianca Belair is, I talked about President Cody Rhodes being a great baby face. Well, right up there with him is the EST Bianca Belair coming out with, uh, you know, dancers whipping their hair from, uh local compton 
neighborhood. I mean, and then and then they're backstage with her in her interview. She just comes across so well. You could put her on any platform, and she is a superstar. Did you stop at any of the Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles locations while you were in Los Angeles? I did not, but I did have uh, two nights of the Deep Sea Double from Rally's, my favorite fast food fish sandwich. Damn, that's right. They have rallies out there. They're checkers over here on the East Coast. I'll never really understand how that works with the whole rallies, checkers, and Arby's, Carl's Jr. thing, but it doesn't really matter. We've hit break, and when we come back, I will ask Tom about his match experiences this weekend. Wrestling Observer Live. Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi, Filthy Tom Lawler, Wrestling Observer Live, and, and Filthy, you know, I'm sorry, I have to bring this up. I do, I do. It was a long weekend for you. Oh for 4. Oh for 4. Yeah, not the best weekend in terms of results for me, although I did get to wrestle in some new venues for promotions in front of a lot of tremendous adoring fans who booed me repeatedly throughout the week uh but yes mike you mentioned i went oh and four wednesday night i teamed with matt vandegriff and cow jack i gave him an opportunity to make it out of team filthy and possibly possibly get some chevy volts out of the deal but uh we lost to tjp mike bailey and jacob austin young on thursday i teamed with chris daniels Angels with filthy souls as we lost to the team of Kenta and Brian Keith because of that dastardly Ken Shamrock. Mm. The synergy between the UFC and WWE showed its face early as he put his nose in my business and forced me to get rolled up by Kenta. Then I teamed with J.R. Kratos, Eddie Edwards, and Joseph Hendry, and we lost to PCO Sammy Callahan. Uh, Alex Coglin and Fred Ross, and then on Friday, me, Jerome Nelson, and Royce Isaacs lost to Kushida, Alex Shelley, and Ultimo Dragon. But it was a great WrestleMania week, wasn't it, Mike? It was, because I wasn't the one taking those L's. Hey, how's the Don Quixote Center real quick? Cool place? Yeah. Anywhere where there's fans is great with me. Filthy Tom Lawler, everybody. You can catch Filthy and Brian back for Filthy for Daily next Monday when Brian gets back into town, which is tonight, which is why he'll be back with me tomorrow and with Dave Meltzer tonight on Wrestling Observer Radio. Thank you, Producer Jared. Thank you, Producer Dom. Thank you, Filthy. And thank you all out there for listening and watching. I'm Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.